You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our show and start with our grateful moment. I'm going to start with Alan today. Alan, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for, I'm grateful just for life because, you know, with everything just going on, like, I know there's a number of people who's been losing loved ones this week. Um, I'm just grateful for life and then just for family, um, just so that we can just stay strong together and support one another. I share those sentiments all the time. Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? What's going on, everybody? Hello, how are you, Dion? Welcome back. Um, be back. <laughs> I am grateful for a lot of things, but uh, in particular, I'm grateful for a uh, smooth transition. My son's uh, his first experience of school was homeschool, so this is the first time that he's been in a classroom. Um, I like the school, I like the principal, I like his teacher. So I'm excited about this year. I'm happy that he, uh, he's able to be in a classroom t- this year, this year, this school That's year. So I'm happy. <laughs> That's awesome. I know it's probably exciting for him, um, you know, going to like a different realm. So hopefully he likes it and, and it sells like I know he will. Um, Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good morning, everyone. All our overseas fans. Uh, big up on yourself. Um, I like to say that I'm so grateful for family, friends, and my daughter came home for the weekend. Um, didn't see her much, but it was nice that she's in the house. <laughs> she was hanging out with her friends, which is okay, but just to have her in the house and sleep in her bed. And I peeped in her room a couple of times to make sure she was there and reminiscing when she was a little kid and growing up. But I'm grateful that she's home, you know, and she's enjoying college experience. And all the stories hilarious. And I'm grateful for my wife for being a nurse. And all the stories, man, I thank God for, I thank Jesus Christ for his love and mercy and transform my life. It is wild out there. It is wild. Awesome. Well, look, get used to her coming home and you not seeing her because that is college life for you. But I'm glad she's safe. I'm glad she's enjoying her first uh, few weeks um, being in college. And I am grateful, I'm gonna echo Alan's sentiments. I'm grateful for life. And I know I say that a lot, but I truly don't take it for granted. Um, And there's a young lady that um, I grew up with in my home church in Brooklyn, New York. She was 25 years old. She passed away two weeks ago from cardiac arrest. Um, She was very ill since she was born. Um, So she's been in and out of the hospital her whole life. And, and, you know, the news of her passing really put things in perspective like it always do for me. And I'm just grateful to be breathing. You know, I I don't take this life for granted. And so um, I'm grateful for that. I'll ask, um, you know, our fans pray for her family. They're going through a really hard time right now. and just ask for God's comfort. All right, let us transition into our show today. And we are gonna start 
our NBA episode or our first topic, which is an NBA topic and talk about Rudy Gobert. Now, if you watch this show, we usually talk about the very best or the very worst, right? Rudy never really comes up in a conversation, but this past week, it's been thrown out there like, wow, Rudy really showed out in the Olympics. Um, France got silver and people are now starting to have this conversation as to whether Rudy is potentially on track to be the best French player to ever play the game, right? So me and Tony Parker are looking like, uh, okay, so let me hear what the guys have to say. Is Rudy currently on pace to be the best French player that ever played in our league? It's me, you, and Tony Parker looking like that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, it's just disrespectful. Rudy Gobert has won nothing in the most important league in the world, which is the NBA. So I'm not going to give him rewards for this second place participation trophies in the Olympics. It's not going to happen for me. Tony Parker is maybe, I'm not sure, he may be two or three time uh, NBA championship, NBA champion, which is a world champion, because that's the top league in the world. So uh, until he dethrones and start winning a little bit more um, all-star games for Tony Parker, he's been, he has a long career, longevity. So nah. I'm not going with that one. Might as well go ahead and add me to that list of, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Who's asking these questions? Who's having these thoughts? Because I really want to know. Because I'm not going to echo everything Kelvin said. But I, ain't, I am going to say this. Tony Parker is a six-time All-Star, four-time NBA champ, a four-time NBA All-NBA uh on the all-rookie team and a finals mvp and the last time that he played in charlotte before he got hurt he was one of honestly like one of the better players on the team as old as he was so although rudy gobert is a great defender as a nba defensive player of the year i believe three times now um my man has to be more dominant for me to think, oh, he's he's coming across as one of the best Frenchmen of all time. Like, we get it. You're long. You're defensive. My cousin always think I'm hard on him, but I'm like, nah, dude. Like, he 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 has dog on the, on the defensive end, but he definitely doesn't have it on the offensive end. If he had it on the offensive end, we could really have this conversation, but it's it's not present at all so the chances of that happening is unlikely why are you hating for man rudy you are the highest paid freshman in all time you got that max contract so you are the best highest paid freshman other um frenchman chocolate bleu but other than that dude calm down i don't know who put the who did this twitter handle the dude over got a championship and tony parker i know you, you, you you're shaking your head just saying, just saying, Pukisa, why? Chocolate bleu. This is foolishness. It's just like the argument with Michael Jordan. All people see right now is Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert, but they don't see Tony Parker. So just like Jordan, everybody try to race Jordan and, 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 and 
disrespect Kobe and just throw LeBron. Don't do that, my French friends. Don't do that. Understand your history. Tony Parker won three, I think, three or four NBA championships with Tim Duncan. I think it was three NBA championships with um with the um, San Antonio Spurs. He was dra- he was drafted in the second round. Didn't think he was going to be able to play. He has a he has a Netflix story. Go and look at his Netflix story, and you know Tony Parker as a down is the greatest fresh Frenchman to play NBA basketball. Rudy Gobert, calm down. You, you you're the greatest. You're the one who have received the most money as a French as a Frenchman. Okay, Jacques Lebleu, Jacques Lebleu. <laughs> I would say, I mean, this is so ridiculous to me because even I can think of at least one of Rudy's um, defensive player of the year where that was questionable. Okay, like, yes, he is a good defender. And I mean, he stands under the rim and jumps up, right? But cool, whatever. He's a good defender, but I think it's disrespectful Because when I look at value and best in town, I mean, Tony Parker is super talented. There's no question there. But who was most integral to their team in winning, even early on in their careers? And this conversation is not even close. Like, I don't know who dug this up this week, but they need to go back to the drawing board because I was like slightly offended. Um, when I heard about this. So Tony Parker is still our king, right? Rudy has to really show us some amazing stuff, you know, toward, you know, until the end of his career for that to ever shift. Dion, I just want to say the greatest Frenchman this era right now is Fournier. <laughs> for the Knicks, <laughs> Fournier! Evan Fournier! <laughs> Listen, that, that, and I might even take it over Rudy if, if I'm honest. If I'm honest with myself, so can we, can um, we give out one more real stat before we transition? Uh huh. What eliminates uh, Rudy from this conversation is he let Ben Simmons score forty points on him. Right. So because of that, we will never <laughs> crown you as the king of France. It'll never happen. <laughs> You know what? I forgot about that. But yeah, it's a rat. Rudy, just just go for second place and, you know, keep it moving because it's just it's not going to happen. All right. Um, let's talk about some more um, NBA stuff. But now we're talking about like elite teams and elite talent. So on Christmas Day, the powerhouses from the East and the West, they are going to clash. You have... Your Brooklyn Nets with the big three, KD, Kyrie, and Harden versus the big um, two and a half or three from the Lakers, which is LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. Guys, we know we love watching basketball on Christmas Day. Does this game mean anything, though? How exciting do you think it would be? And is it really going to show us anything um, come playoff time? I won't say it would mean anything, um, but I will say it would probably just be a light preview of what the All-Star game could potentially be (laughs) coming up. Um, Because normally, like, the Christmas Day games, normally they're competitive, and I expect the game to be competitive. 
but I don't think it would be like the ultimate preview because for one, you got to hope everyone is still healthy because it's what it'll probably be almost two months into the season by that time. So just making sure that everyone is healthy because if, if just one player is out, we want to see all teams at their full strength um, to see how everything goes. Now, I expect them as they get later into the year and have another matchup later on, I would say that game means a lot more because by that time, your team should be in that rhythm to where it's like, all right, it's time to really shift our focus to to being the best team we can be, not just be like, okay, we're going to be in the playoffs. So we're going to perform. We're going to put on a show for the fans, but I don't think it's going to mean too much um, early on, especially in December. Alan, you are crazy, but I just want to correct myself for last segment. Tony Parker was a first round pick, 28th pick, and he has four NBA champions and went MVP and finals MVP um, trophy. All you, so, all you had to do, Phil, was listen to Alan because he said everything before you. You just, you okay. just didn't listen to him. All right. So I apologize. Just want to correct that. But let's get back to this. This is matchup is everything. This is giving you a sneak preview. This is a trailer what's to occur in the NBA finals. This is the game to watch. This is exciting. You know, the, the Lakers have about 46 um, tele, national televised games, and I think uh, the Brooklyn Nets is right below them. Um, and, and, and just to see these two teams matching up early on, just to get a sneak preview of what may occur, is an exciting thought. So this means everything. If everyone is healthy, and they're going to go at it because every eye is going to watch this game. And they want to give, they want to stake their claim. No, you're going to have to beat me. No, you're going to have to beat me. Same thing happened when the Lakers played um, the Warriors Christmas Day. And that game meant something. So everyone's looking forward to this game. It's an exciting game. Not exciting as the 12 o'clock game, but it is very exciting. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'll get my popcorn ready. I'm going to be watching these the among them over 12 all-stars on the team and like alan said it's a preview of the all-star game selection for february so i'm excited i'm looking forward to the game it's going to be off the chain it's going to be a sneak preview to me it reminds me when the preview for end game we're just trying to figure out what's the name of the movie and then they finally show the movie we was excited because we is a cliffhanger from the the first one infinity wars that's how excited it is for me so i can't wait i can't wait i can't wait Although I don't feel uh, Phil's excitement, um, I think he did make some good points for sure. Um, Allen did as well because um, I always look at the NBA in three phases. You got your beginning when you kind of jockey in for position, uh, when you're playing intense basketball, then it's midway point where you're kind of going through the motions because you're playing about three or four games a week. And then at the end, when you're trying to get playoff position, you know, it's intense going into the playoffs. So around December, it all is going to depend on injuries, like Alan was saying. Um, if they're all healthy, it's really a good measuring stick to see where you're at so far in the season. So I think they'll, they'll all uh, come to play that game. But if somebody's hurt, you really can't really get a full grasp on what it's going to look like. So, you know, I'm semi-excited for it. Um, I do I do think it's a, it's going to be a better matchup than people expect. I feel like it's – I feel like they're uh, – they both have advantages on both ends of all, all the offensive side. So we'll see, man. Um, I'm glad that they set that game up. That was a good job by the NBA. 
So you guys know, as long as KD is playing, he could play a bunch of goats. And I am, and I'm talking about the animals, and I will be so ecstatic for the game. So as long as Kevin Durant is playing, I think it's going to be exciting for me. Um, the guys made all the points that I would make. It's a good measuring stick. We kind of get to see, hopefully, healthy stars playing, right? Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about every single game with Kevin Durant. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, let us transition a little bit and talk about my favorite player, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. Um, as you guys know, Kevin Durant was like the cheat code that pushed Golden State over the top the last two seasons. He was there 2017, 2018. But what we also remember him for was that big blowout argument that he had with Draymond Green. Just to kind of refresh memories, um, Golden State was playing the Clippers, uh, Draymond Green, uh, I think time ran out. I don't think Draymond was able to get a shot up and KD went off, right? Because that's what your best player does. The game ultimately went into overtime, but KD was basically like, dude, I'm standing right there. How do you not pass the ball to me? Words were exchanged. Draymond Green was very disrespectful to the best player in the league, called him some names um, that I won't repeat because this is a family show. And ultimately, people think that is what um, trickled down and made KD leave Golden State and ultimately go to the Nets in 2018. Um, they had an interview this week, they being Katie and Draymond Green, and it looks like they at least squashed their beef and essentially blamed Steve Kerr and Bob Myers, the front office, for the breakdown um, of Katie's relationship with Golden State and how they handled the argument with him and Draymond. My question for the guys is, A, is the front office to blame for Katie leaving? Or did we know Katie was going to leave anyway? Um, B, who is to blame in this debacle of an argument that just spilled over? See, Katie remind me of, of the girl that you want to break up with. Or the boy, in my case would be a female. I remember there was this girl. And only reason I dated her at the time, this is BC before I met my wife, was because my homeboy wanted to talk to her sister. So he asked me, okay, Phil, please talk to the, the, her sister. She likes you and so forth. And, you know, you dated, you hang out, it's cool. And you can't think feelings. Then you realize, you know what? You don't want to be in this no more. All right? So you stop texting and you give an attitude. And everybody in the planet knows you're leaving. And you're just waiting for something to give an excuse to, to break up. You know, I don't remember what was my excuse, but we broke up. And then, you know, and we'll see each other time to time in the mall. And I say hi. And, and the question is, why did we break up? And, and, you know, we just make an excuse. And then you blame everybody else. But the reason was you didn't want to be there. And you, did your, you made your decision a long time. So the reason why KD left, he, everybody knew he was out. And that argument, it was just another reason to, you know, reason. So his mind was already set. His business was changing. Everybody knew. 
and and Draymond just gave the obvious to him in in a nice not a nice way. Was the front office? No, the front office was the the homeboys who who was trying to mend the relationship. Said, "Yeah, I need to be together." But in KD mind, he was out. He was out. So I I prefer them take responsibility. And KD said, "You know what? That just pushed. I already had made a decision. I was a little indecisive, but that just pushed it. But ultimately, everybody out there, mother knew he was coming to New York. So was the front office? No, they was just part of the game and 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 the blame game." And it was just the homeboys around who was trying to say, yeah, I need to be together and so forth. But you was out. So, KD, please, man. I give you respect, but just take ownership. I'll say this. Um, I won't say the front office is a blame. I would just say they just, they did too much by just trying to, to have this whole conversation with Dre. I think that was part of it because because now you're delaying a whole process that could have just been had, right? So you come back, have a whole hour and 45 conversation with this man saying, y'all need to apologize. Well, to me personally, for them to be going off the way that they do, I feel like they probably do this at practice all the time because the way he reacted is like, I feel like they do this on a regular, like we all know Dre like talk. So whatever he said, you ain't really phased by it or threatened by it. That's and and that's how I'm seeing, especially seeing how old both of them are. Now, I feel like when it comes to Katie leaving, I don't think it was just it was just that. I just think also that it was a media issue too. Because it always seemed like even ever since from when Katie came there, like after a while, it just seems like the media kept putting up is Kevin Durant and then Steph and the Warriors. Like they kept putting each other or putting each other against each other. So I think that was another part of the reason. And then if it was the front office, I don't really see how you can exactly put blame on them. Um, maybe he just wanted one of guys, I guess, like that Scotty moment. But see, the thing about it is, there were older vets on that team with Scotty and them. Bro, y'all the oldest cats on the team. Like you wanted Iggy to, to be the one that said, I guess he wanted them to say it in the moment because eventually later on that core group had a meeting. So, I mean, I feel like the media helped push him out as well because he was tired of getting put against his teammates. Although he said his best years were in Golden State. But, I mean, I just feel like everything together had some sort of role as well as those two just needed to take accountability for what happened. Yeah, so this is um, – all right, let me, let me start off by saying I didn't see the interview, okay? But I read the quote, and this is just a, a basic uh, coward conversation that they have I mean, two grown men. I have so many problems with this interview, man. Two grown men uh, passing the blame on somebody else for their mistakes. I don't care what the front office did. I've never called one of my teammates out like that, you know, that word, and um, especially in a game. Like, you know, that, that to me, you can't get a password for that. So... KD's side, uh, Draymond's side was corny for doing that. 
he's a he's a nut for that. And KD being soft and how he handled it, he's a nut for that. They're they're two grown men that need to be able to handle their their beefs like grown men. Um, so I I would never get him a pass and, and allow them to pass that off to the front office. Um, you know, one of my one of my other problems is one of my one of my other problems is that um, is Draymond getting a seat at the table. I don't. I think I, it kills me that he's a part of this legend conversation. Like you know, we seen Shaq and Kobe do it. We seen Myra Rashad and, and, and MJ had these private conversations. Draymond, like. <laughs> I don't understand how you keep on getting a seat at these legendary conversations, man. But that's just my personal beef. You're not even that dude to be having this conversation with that the whole world is watching because of your beef with KD. KD's the top 10 all time. You're you're not, you know, you're not even top 50, not even top 100. So, you know, that's one of my beefs too, but I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, and and I share uh some of everyone's sentiments. First of all, let me go out there. This this is not the front office's fault. This falls squarely on Draymond Green, right? You did not know how to control yourself. As we have seen throughout your career, you don't. You like kicking people in private areas. You like to be loud and boisterous. You call yourself the greatest defender of all time. You know, like he's completely out of control. I think um, the breakdown in that relationship began with Draymond. Um, I agree with Kelvin. Like, why are y'all even talking about this? And I'm going to throw Katie in this too. You're not on the Warriors, right? It's been at least two seasons since you've been there. Why is this a conversation? Like, keep it moving. Call each other on the phone. Talk about the front office in private. Like, why are you guys putting this out into the atmosphere? It is so corny to me on both sides. Then what they have to think about is KD is a net. KD is going to be a net probably until he retires. And Draymond is still on Golden State. So I wonder how that's going to play out when the season starts and he's suiting up for the team that he's calling out like who is his PR publicist like is no one advising him like this is just stupid it's corny Kevin I am disgusted that you even entertained this at this juncture move on we don't care anymore right all we care about is you performing on the nets I don't care if you and Draymond fought outside the locker room, it is not relevant to what's happening right now. Facts, facts. Deion, you bring up to And I was thinking it's slightly like that, but you kind of nailed it. It's like, why are we having this conversation right now? Right. You play for Brooklyn, you play for Golden State, you dudes want attention. Exactly. <laughs> you dudes want attention, man. I'm like, oh man, I was so frustrated by it. Like, just sit down and relax. Katie, you just want a gold medal. You're still on everyone's mind. Like, relax, relax. We don't need any more info from you until the season starts, all right? Just cut it out. They should have saved that one for 30 for 30, man. Exactly. That would have been a 30 for 30. Exactly. Um, All right, so let's move on and talk about LeBron now. Look. Our listeners know how I feel about LeBron. I think he's one of the very best to ever do it. 
Um, but this conversation about being the best in the league, y'all know for the last few seasons who my best was, but that's okay. Because they had, um, they, <laughs> they put it out there like, hey, is LeBron still the best player? Um, this was from scouts and execs and zero of them, zero of them said he was. So my question to the team is, A, do you think this is accurate or is LeBron still number one in the league? And B, is he officially washed up? So we, we definitely know he's not washed up. That's, that's, out of, that's, that's out of the question. Is he the best player in the league right now? See, what happens is when you have, you're a LeBron fan. I like LeBron. Out of respect, he's the most decorated. He's the general, right? But generals don't fight no more. <laughs> so even though you are at rank, you know, because of your career, your legacy and all that, you, you're still a top dog as far as respect. But as your game is concerned, you are part of a cluster of guys. You are not the favorite right now. And, and that's with all due respect, because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like Brian. Um, so, no, he's not the best player in the world right now. The scouts got it right. Um, he's going to use it as motivation. But if we just be factual, um, he has a semi-argument, because if you talk about the last two years, um, he did win a championship, you know. Uh, so you got you to gotta kind of say, okay, he's still performing at a very high level, and winning mm-hmm. the championship is the ultimate goal. But as far as... Uh, I'm looking at Giannis and, and KD. Giannis has back like uh, M- two MVPs our last three years. I could be wrong. And a championship, putting up really good numbers. Yeah. Um, MVP and defensive player of the year one year. It's kind of hard to say that you you've done better than that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't even give him the edge over him right now. Far as uh, went, far as accolades, uh, personal and team. So yeah. I think they're right. Yeah, crazy. Okay, if you had a choice, and I, KD, I have no problem KD being up there, but Giannis, Giannis, his game, he can't, you if he had a choice right now, and they was going to trade Ben Simmons, and he had a choice for Giannis and LeBron, who you taking, Calvin? Yo, I'm glad yeah, you I just asked wanna... me. I'm glad who, you addressed me. Go ahead. Me. Who are you going to take? I'll, I, would, I would take. Uh-huh. I would take Giannis. Uh-huh. Giannis is like 25 years old. So you would take Giannis next to MB. You could take Giannis next to MB. I'm a GM. You asking GMs to scout. So yeah. if, I, if, I'm, take... trying to, if okay. I'm trying to get my franchise, of course. That's I'm what, pick, that, I'm okay, that's why you have that's why you have only less than 10 games natural televised because y'all don't know how to do anything correctly. That was a setup. This, so we that's why, why, why you have the, only the, less. The, nobody wants to see the sixes. I put you in your place right here, Phil. Didn't this guy just come off a finals MVP? Finals who? Because just because of it all because of um Katie's huh? big toe. Come on. Okay. Big whatever, Katie's whatever big toe. Whatever your reason it is, what is the Giannis fact? is yeah, a fact is this LeBron James deserves votes. LeBron James is better than Giannis. LeBron James has been to the finals for 11 years and consistently would have brought his team there if he if he had his running mate. LeBron James is this the is a shape shifter culture developer and a person that 
even McGee, McGee, um, JaVale McGee, he said the best play he ever played with was LeBron James. And he's with in this Golden State area. Oh, he played wow. with Golden so State. JaVel McGee. Olympian, Olympian, Olympian. <laughs> he's a he's a champion and an Olympian champion. All right, you got to say that. So to me, LeBron James does it all. Right, I'm not saying uh, Giannis is not great. If he could shoot, you know, better free throws and a jumper, and lead his team to finals at least two, three years in, in a row, we, we, we there's no doubt about KD. There's no doubt. So you're not answering me, the question. The question, the question is this: the question is. If you were a GM or a scout, right I'm now, taking LeBron asking, James exactly, over Giannis right now. I'm, right now, at 36, at 36, yeah, at, at 37, at 38, 39. You know why? Because number one, I'm going to make more money. People, eyes, I'm going to get more games on TV. I'm going to. It's, it's going to benefit me all, and people want Bill, to play with him. No, you're not, because he's going to play two more years. Giannis is going to play ten more years. Exactly. He's going to get more money with Giannis. What are you talking Look about? At, okay, so LeBron's so bad. How come he has an all-star team? People, and he cuts you, and people want to come back and play with him. People want no, to be with You want a guy like that. Bill, the, the question isn't whether people are going to want to play with LeBron, but that's not the real question, though. You asked the question about team building. And when you talk about team building, one of the things you have to look at is longevity. And and look at what Giannis has done as far as decorating his, his China cabinet in like the last three seasons. And to me, it panned out by luck this year. Last year, he fell, you know, twice. He just happened to luck out that the team that he beat fell apart. So... Hey, it's part of injuries and so forth. In reality, if that big toe went back, we would not have this conversation. And you know, the he, reality, can I tell you another reality, Bill? The reality ahead. is Giannis has stuck with his team unlike all these other superstars, right. and he's won a championship in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if say, say if I wanted to pick Giannis and I put him around super team, you know how much more we would win the less he has to do? Yeah. If you don't have to try to carry the whole franchise on the shoulder, you give him a help. You gave him a little help this year with Drew Holiday, and um and and tuck in a big toe in a big toe okay okay that, that's fine I, <laughs> I, I, I mean but i'm just talking about the reality of the situation he's doing this without joining forces with super teams right you know what i'm saying you gotta factor that in too because if he did that he would win more than he's winning so far because he affects the game on the offensive end and the defensive end and right now lebron is only affecting the game on one side of the court no, he is doing both sides. No, he is doing both sides. Okay, you, well, you're not watching Lakers games. All right, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and jump in, Phil. Yeah, Alan, the come thing, on, Alan. The thing about LeBron. LeBron is LeBron, LeBron will play, like, lackluster defense until, like, the last seven seconds of a shot clock when he gets the chance to look up. That's the only time he locks in, and that is habitual. Like, that's just something that I noticed even going back to the bubble when they play the Clippers. Like, as soon as, soon as it gets about – Seven seconds in the shot clock, he locks in. That's not something he does habitually. Now, I feel like LeBron would even say this, even if he only had one uh, first place vote, because, I mean, as everyone mentioned, I mean, he's older. The man's 36, about to be 37 at the end of the year. And I'm familiar, I- Calvin, the age. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh so oh so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so Father Time is slowly calling him. Yeah. Slowly. Now I don't feel like going through the whole spill about 
Katie, LeBron, Giannis. I mean, even if even if you just gave him one, he's still he's still gonna be like, oh, I'm super washed now. All right, bro, this is your opportunity to prove it this season. If you can get back to the mountaintop, I can guarantee you they'll put you right back at the top of the list. Because I feel like oftentimes a lot of these these polls and everything is just recency bias. Yeah. Oftentimes they they really are. That's why I don't look Thank too you. deep into them. So I'm just like, all right, cool. That's what y'all see. Like, let's just see what happens during the season. Now we all know LeBron isn't washed, but as I said, if Father Time is is slowly slowly coming like uh, the Grim Reaper, so. I mean, as long as he continues to do what he's doing, just take care of his body. I mean, last year was just really just like a freak accident with Solomon Hill. It's not something to where it's like Anthony Davis to where you just pull a groin or anything like that. Um, but I mean, LeBron's not wise. He's just at that time to where he's, he really, and this has always been my criticism of him that he just needs to just, just just sit back just a little bit. And I think just bringing in Russell Westbrook kind of just takes that um, ability for him to be the best player. Like, you, you're taking the ball out of his hands, but I always said he needs to play with the ball out of his hands a lot more anyway. So, I mean, he he is what he is. I mean, you are great, bro. It ain't that deep. <laughs> just just do what you do on the court and you're gonna be respected one way or another anyway dude it ain't that big i have a quick question and uh calvin dion and any i can answer this and this is third second if they do win who's gonna get the credit on that team you think they're gonna give lebron the credit or are they gonna say oh because he surrounds himself with stars and he's able to do it i don't think they're gonna win i think the nets is gonna win but that's my question we all know who's gonna get the credit right. it doesn't really matter he, who's who's the top dog? Who's the alpha of the team? LeBron James. This, and, yeah, that's, and, that's, and that's and that's is really comes to that. I mean, who else are they gonna say? Oh, they're gonna say Westbrook was a great addition. Anthony Davis did what he needed to do. I mean, Anthony Davis is still the most important piece on that team, but you need LeBron to be LeBron. Like LeBron can't be out there averaging fifteen ninety nine winning championships. I still feel like they'll give him the credit because of his leadership. But if AD out here averaging 30, 10, and 5, they're still going to point to LeBron because they're going to be like, LeBron wanted AD to take the lead, so he he guided him, he mentored him, X, Y, and Z. That's how I look at it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think they got it right. We know LeBron isn't washed, but he is definitely not the best player in this league. So it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel no way about him getting zero votes. It actually made me sleep pretty comfortable a couple nights this week. So whatever. Um, so we're going to end off this show a little differently. We spoke about all NBA topics, but I, we have to head to the Olympics. Okay. Like we just have to, and our girl Shakari Richardson came in ninth place in the 100 meter race. And to give you context, there were nine competitors. Okay. She came in last dead last. And so social media and the world is 
absolutely roasting this girl for coming in ninth. My question to the guys is, A, how, I mean, how do you feel about her coming in last place? And do you think her marijuana issue before is just why this is being highlighted at the level that it is now? Because sis came in last. Yeah, what I realized is this, Deanne, I tried to figure that out. Like, seriously, I was thinking, like, you know, why, why is everybody, like, giving her all this, you know? And when I heard her open her mouth and speak, I think she buys all of this because she's so hype, so arrogant to some, confident, confident to others. And she talks as if she's that person. So if she took a more humble, I don't know who her team is, but they're not pushing humility on her. Um, because she doesn't sound like a humble person. She was a humble person, likable. People would be like, yeah, you will. She's just coming back. You know, what y'all expect? She taking, she's taking off. She wasn't competing on that level. She wasn't ready for that type of, uh, that, that type of, uh, that level, that level of competition yet. But, but when you hear her talk and you see the things she say and sometimes the things she tweets, it's like human nature not to, to, to not even like root for her or kind of like want her, turn her into a villain. So I think she kind of she kind of brings that attention to herself, but she didn't she performed horribly. You know you can't talk all that and then come in ninth place now. Like 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 at least at least be in the competition. You wasn't even the top American, so that's a bad look. <laughs> One thing about social media, especially Twitter, them jokes is gonna fly. We we gonna support you. But them jokes is going to fly. Like, you got to think about it. All, all of our teams, our favorite players that got roasted, a lot of us had to eat that. We had to eat it. And honestly, this is no different. Like, look, we root for you. You didn't perform. So guess what? You got to go through it. But when it comes to the interview, I just think, in the heat of the moment, she didn't have the the real opportunity to process like really what happened because later on, as I see more interviews, like you could tell she was actually like her adrenaline was down, right? And then she was able to have that natural conversation that she would just have in the interview. It's almost like in that moment, but in the in the losing way, which is kind of different. It's almost like when, but I'm gonna just use these individuals who actually won, like when it was the Bart, Scots of, the Bart Scots of the world when he was with the Jets, the can't wait and the stuff like that. And then we also think of, ooh, the name is starting to leave me. The name is starting to leave me. Uh, Richard Sherman. Those are like literally in the heat of the moment. But when you actually have the opportunity to just, just come down and then just really process what happened, it's easier for those conversations to happen because there's a tweet out there. People's like, she didn't congratulate them. And I was like, well, she did. She knows she's still young. She's only 21 years old. She got time. She's, she got to back it up the next time she get on the track. I mean, it's not the end. It's still, you still got time. You just got to be able to perform when it's time to perform. Cause some people shrink when the lights get big, you know? So she just got to be ready and just do better. Absolutely.
Miss, what's her last Thompson? I think it was her it's last Richardson. name. Richardson. Richardson, Miss Richardson. Shakira, right? Shakira, I name? Shakari. Shakari, sorry. Shakari, Shakari. Um, this got to humble you behind, for real. And we're not counting you out, but everybody needs a humbling experience. Yeah, I'm sorry. My wife, country um, lady, Shelly Ann, Shelly Ann, friend them, big up on herself, dust you. And they don't play. You see, I'm married Jamaican, so big up on herself. So I'm an honorary Jamaican, so, you know. <laughs> so they don't play. And they came out there knowing you was there, and they were ready to show you what would have happened in the Olympics. That's the difference between being professional, right, and, and, get, and living off the hype. You know, what separates athletes is the, the greats. Are, they don't live off the hype. They, they live off being professional and prepared, and you are not prepared. We saw all your, your, your tweets of, of, you know, your hair and you saying, I'm back and so forth. And I want to know how much time you put on the tracks, weight, exercising, preparing for this event. You cannot go off of based upon your, your athletic ability. You have to prepare. You know, I've heard stories of Usain Bolt losing, you know, early on in his career, but he had to continue to prepare. So uh, hopefully you learn, you know, get off of social media, you're back in school soon, but prepare and come back with a vengeance. I hope this humble you because you can't take this for a joke. Not too many people have this opportunity. So put aside what you need to put aside, look at that tape, and hopefully next time you run, you're back dominating the sports. But I'll tell you one thing, those Jamaicans, not, they don't play. They don't play. So <laughs> get yourself ready, all right, and humble yourself. We're rooting for you. You know, we're rooting for you. I'll just add this in, um, and Phil, you kind of hit the nail on the head for me. She needs a lesson in humility because even after the loss, she was still out there talking trash. And I'm like, sis, it's not that you came in fourth, you came in fifth, you came in last, last. Like use this as an opportunity to grow, you know? Um, she's young, she has time. You know, I always remember the commercial where MJ says that he missed 9,000 shots over the course of his career and he's still the GOAT. Shikari, you came in ninth. You know, it has a nine in there. Maybe ultimately you can become the GOAT, but I'm gonna need you to relax. I'm gonna need you to calm down a little bit. I'm gonna need you to kind of just take a step back, internalize this L, right? And come back stronger. It kind of reminds me of like Draymond Green. Since we were talking about him earlier, when he made the bold assertion of like being the best, like he was wrong and strong. My parents always used to say, you can't be wrong and strong, right? So just get it together. But I am embarrassed for you. I really am. And like Alan said, them jokes on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they're going to fly. We're going to laugh. I'm going to laugh. But we're still rooting, still rooting for you. So good luck to you. Hey, Deanna, one question, though. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to come in last place? I mean, we all could have came in last place. You don't ha- You don't even have to work out to come in that Exactly. Place. It's like, come on, yo. Like, <laughs> we all could do that. Like, we all can lose a race and be last like that is it like you can't be oh i'm so disappointed man in in her 
I'm so disappointed yeah. in just her performance. Not not her. I mean, I hope she bounced back, but yeah. It's yeah. tough. That's a tough one. That was a tough one. I mean, like I think Kelvin, you mentioned she was she one of the best American out there. And right. every Jamaican in the race came in before her. There were four Jamaicans in the race. Like she couldn't oh beat she couldn't beat the slowest one. Like, come on, man. Just just pull it together. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Jamaica boom. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. Thank you.